Welcome to Sound Prince Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prince is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. Welcome to Sound Prince for the week of December 20, 2020. ACB makes Christmas Eve jolly and more accessible for kids who are blind. This year, the American Council of the Blind, Vitek, and the Lumistella Company are proud to offer a special radio broadcast of the animated holiday special Elf Pets of Fox Cubs Christmas Tale on December 24, 2020 at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on ACB Radio to make holiday cheer more widely available to all this season. The Christmas Eve program will also feature a special audio-described production of Rory Hoffman's The Twelve Days of Christmas, a visit from Santa himself, and live phone calls from kids. The program will close with an historic airing of an audio-described version of the 2015 White House Holiday Greeting, including a tour of the White House at Christmas time. Listen at http colon slash slash acbradio.org slash cafe c-a-f-e or ask your Amazon device to open ACB Radio Cafe. You can also listen to ACB Radio via telephone by calling 518-906-1820 and selecting number 4 for the ACB Radio Cafe. Christmas-themed videos with audio description. Did you know that over 100 movies are available with audio description from streaming services or on DVD? Neither did we. That's why we researched this topic and compiled a listing for users of the Audio Description Project's website. We even allow you to sort the list by vendor so you can check out your favorite streaming services offerings. With the same movie sometimes available from different vendors, Netflix has over 50, followed by about 25 each from Disney+, iTunes, and Prime Video. You'll find a Charlie Brown Christmas and the Mariah Carey Christmas special on Apple TV Plus and 15 or so titles on DVD. Check out the acb.org slash adp slash holiday ad dot html for the complete list. You'll find a link at the top of that page to sort by vendor. Watch the KCB email list the ACB Community Events list, and many other affiliate lists for more Christmas specials and begin looking a week ahead for New Year's Eve by watching for special broadcasts on ACB Radio. GLCB will not hold Roundabout this week, Christmas Day. Roundabout will begin its seventh year on Friday, January 1, 2021. Watch for details on the KCB email list and here on next week's Sound Prints. The Greater Louisville Council of the Blind couldn't have our annual Christmas with the Council Party in person, but that didn't mean we couldn't have a party. Fifty-six people from nine states attended our virtual party on Saturday, December 5, and we had a wonderful time. The event was over two hours long, and Adam Rushevel has done a magnificent job creating an edited version for us to enjoy here on Soundprints. Just a couple of show notes. Patty Cox and the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision presented the Christmas trivia game, and Bradley Mann from Louisville sings Silent Night at the end of the party. Now sit back and enjoy Christmas with the Council. Page 2 
Hello, everyone. This is uh, Bill Wright. I'd uh, like to welcome everybody to the Greater Global Council Christmas Party. I'd like to thank everybody for coming. Um would like to uh, thank uh, the people who who's worked on the music and uh, would like to help the uh, committee through all the hard work uh, getting this together. And would like to wish everybody a very, very safe, healthy Christmas and New Year. And now I think that's everything I need to do. So now I'd like to turn it over to uh, Deb Lewis, the uh, chair of the uh, Education Activity Technology Committee, which we call the EAT Committee. Yay, we love to eat. Hello, everybody, <laughs> and Merry Christmas. I will briefly tell you what we're uh, about tonight, what we're going to do. We will have some Christmas decoration description. We will have music. We're going to have some uh, virtual dinner, some games, and we're going to have also, uh, this will be really neat, I think, a reading from A Christmas Carol. And I hope everybody has a wonderful time here this evening. Teresa, are you ready to give us a tour of your decorations? Thank you Thank very you. much. Well, I am here at home with my husband, Michael. And we're going to show off some of our holiday decorations. We are quite the Disney fans, and we have a lot of Christmas decorations throughout the house, and many of them are not just light up, but audible and have music and sound, so I'm going to do the describing and let Michael hold the camera in case some people want to see what we have. Hi, guys. Well, we'll just start over here. We'll go briefly through, through the house. Um, we have garland around the doorways with all kinds of Disney. My, my theme is uh, traditional Disney characters with um, heart snowflakes and the, the Fab Five characters and a lot of peppermints and candies. And that way I can leave my decorations up with the hearts and snowflakes on through January and February for Valentine's Day. Um, over here I have the Red Forest, which is cone-shaped red Christmas trees. And in the Red Forest are the Disney uh, dwarfs. The seven dwarfs are in the Red Forest, and they're all kind of laid out doing different things. Um, and one of the red trees, there are various, various sizes of red cone-shaped sparkly trees, um, and the tallest mm -hmm. one has lights in it. Yes. Um, on the mantle, on the ears, we have some Mickey lanterns that have... Uh, LED lights inside, and just a variety of different things, uh, Disney characters on the mantle. Michael, if you want to show them the um, the ones that play music, my favorite is the, if you're familiar with Fantasmic, oh, it's a button in front. Here, hit it. Oh, there it is. So it plays the uh, Sorcerer Mickey music, and it lights up. It's a, 
the sorcerer Mickey head with um, our, I'm sorry, hat with the mouth ears and light stars that light up. Above the mantle is a wreath that I made with Mickey and Minnie holding hands and red hearts, white snowflakes, and ribbon that goes throughout the wreath that matches the ribbon that is on the Christmas tree and it matches ribbon that are bows on the windows. Here's our wedding. Um, okay, yeah, we have our wedding Disney ornament from our honeymoon. Um, we have our engagement one and just married ornaments from Disney because we spent part of our honeymoon there. And we got engaged in Disney, so there's our engagement. There's more stuff on the mantle, but we're going to move on to the tree because we're not going to have time for everything. If you want to stand back and show the tree from a distance, it is all Disney. Typically, it's all traditional Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy, Pluto, Daisy, Daffy. Daisy, Daffy. <laughs> Donald. Um, Daisy and Donald. And but this year, my kids snuck in some um, non-traditional Disney. Like there's a Stitch in there. There's maybe a. Uh, the Polar Express ornament too. Uh oh, that's not supposed to be in there. There's a monorail. So the monorail is another unique one that actually plays music and lights up. Or not, actually, it didn't play music. It speaks. Which, for those of you that have been to Disney World Resort, um, you know that the monorail has the uh, audio recording. You want to tell them about Donald right here? <laughs> There's a stuffed animal. Well, we'll we'll get to that on the okay. brief over there. Okay, so the Christmas tree is white lights on a very big, uh, full Christmas tree. The ornaments are primarily done in red white and silver and then all of the traditional anything from like when i grew up um the newer stuff like if it's give me the movies that we have um snow white and mary poppins alice in wonderland, alice in wonderland the cat winnie the pooh uh aristocats winnie the pooh those are all allowed on my tree the newer stuff like mulan and um, Frozen Pixar. and that stuff. Yeah, Pixar, that's for us, that's not traditional Disney. One of our favorite things to do at the park is to ride the monorail. And if you back up, Michael, and show the monorail here, instead of a train around our Christmas tree, we have the Disney monorail. Please stay clear of the doors. On behalf of the cast of the Walt Disney World Resort, welcome to the Magic Kingdom. No smoking, please. Please hold on to the handrail. There it goes. Around the tree, and instead of a train. And in the front, we have the Disney Contemporary Resort that the monorail will go through. Just like the park. Just like at the park, the monorail goes through the hotel. And... It's a wonderful cat perch. My cat loves to sit on top of the monorail. The final that I'll show you. Here comes. And there it goes. Okay, so my favorite, you can show the foyer really quick with Disney characters greeting people and the hidden Mickey. 
We have Goofy dressed as a Christmas tree. We have um, Mickey and Pluto. Pluto has a red and white candy cane in his mouth, and uh, Mickey is dressed in Christmas sweater. Um, and in the middle, we have a candy dish that is a peppermint candy dish with two round red candles at the top, which if you back off and look at it. Kind of hard to see it because it's dark. It's, yeah, it's kind of hard to dark to see, but it's what we call a hidden Mickey. If you're familiar with the parks, they often put the Mickey icon hidden. Around the mirror, we have more garland with, um, they're supposed to light up, but the lights aren't working. Um, Mickey icons and small ornaments throughout that. And then the Fab Five, our final performance, my favorite. There are five individual characters, Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy, and Daisy. And they each are playing a different instrument. And they are RF connected, so if you press one of them, they will start playing and dancing and moving. And they play their instrument, and then eventually the other characters will join in. So now I'll start with a different one. Uh, push the button. Which character? Um, what are they playing? Goofy, Goofy playing bass. bass. turn off one or two of them. They can play individually. They can play as a duet, a trio, a quartet. It's really fun to play around with, and that's probably my favorite Disney. Uh, then I do have some other wreaths that I made. That one is based on the Disney Philharmagic. It has um, orchestra Mickey um, dressed in a tuxedo and Pooh Bear dressed in a tuxedo, ornaments that are um, musical instruments, silver and gold musical instruments, and then it has Donald um, with his head stuck in the wreath and his butt sticking out, and for those of you that are familiar with Philharmagic, you'll understand that. If you're not, I don't have time to explain it, but it's part of the show, and then over here is Mickey in the star um, which represents Phantasmic uh, and Sorcerer Mickey. And that's about all we have time to show you for today. So, Deb, I'll go back to you. Thank you. That was great. That was really neat. This is Debbie Detheridge, and I don't have any questions, but I want to come to your house and play. <laughs> <laughs> next, next, we're going to get ready to have a virtual dinner. So, Dave, are you here, David Boyle, uh, Wildy? Would you lead us in a, in a prayer? 
I sure will. Just, if you'll be so kind to pray with me. Dear God, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of this day, for the gift of this season we call Advent, and certainly for the gift of your child, Christ the King, the Lord and Savior of all. Let us have fun and fellowship, but let's not forget the reason for the season and put Christ in our heart and share that love with everyone. We ask this in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you. And, Patty, are you ready to tell us about ham and dump cake and all the wonderful things that we should be thinking we're eating? Betty, I think Patty was first, and then Betty will be second. And Patty's from Greater Louisville, and Betty is from Savvy, which is Owensboro area. So ham, here's how we fix the ham. I buy Cumberland Gap ham. It comes two ways. Well, actually three. You can get a half ham, you can get a whole ham, or you can get um, slices. So you take slices and you put slices on the bottom of, I use a glass pan. So you could use a, if you've got a lot of people coming, you could put it in 9 by 13, or you could put it in like an 8 inch pan. You can even use a pie pan. And then I pour. Uh, pineapple, I get pineapple tidbits and pour a little bit of pineapple tidbits on it. And then I put more ham down. So I layer it, um, I, I stack it, I kind of like overlap it. And then I put pineapple down, then I put ham down again, then I put pineapple on top of it. And then I take a little bit of brown sugar and sprinkle that on it. I've never measured how much brown sugar I use, so I'm going to say it's about an eighth of a cup, and I just sprinkle it over top. I put Reynolds Wrap over that on a 350 oven, and I put that in there for about 20 minutes, and it's all you really want to do is heat up. The ham is already fully cooked. You want to heat that up. I pull that out, and then I make sure everybody gets a little pineapple, and the pineapple sweetened with that Um Brown sugar, it's caramelized a little bit. Tastes really good. And I think the savvy's got the sides. If not, I can. Betty, do you have some sides for us? Okay. I have a potato casserole to share. Oh, yum. Yummy. And it is awesome. I've eaten it. It's wonderful. This is a potato on rotten. You use one package of frozen hash brown potatoes. That's a 32-ounce bag. And then a can of cream of celery soup, a can of cream of mushroom soup, two cups of shredded sharp cheddar cheese, two-thirds of a cup of chopped fresh onions, a half a cup of milk, and then a little salt and pepper. And you just let the potatoes thaw just a little bit so that you can stir them easily. You mix all that together and pour them in a greased 9 by 13 casserole dish. You bake them for three, at 350 degrees for one hour. And then for the top, when after an hour, well, 50 minutes, you pull it out as the topping. You can do like crushed potato chips or something, but I find the Onion rings work just as well, and then I don't have a bag of potato chips calling my name. So I just take one of the small cans of French fried onion rings, crumble that across the top, 
pop it back in the oven for about five minutes so that those will get hot and tasty. And it's always been a hit. So that's an easy side dish. I also have one for baked corn pudding. And this is Cheryl Lott's recipe. And in this, you use a 16-ounce can of cream corn and a 16-ounce can of whole kernel corn, but do not drain it. So leave it undrained. You melt a stick of margarine, and you put in 8 ounces of sour cream, and either use one or two, one large egg or two small eggs, and you beat those up and stir that in. And then you add a box of Jiffy cornbread mix. You mix all that up and then pour it into your greased casserole dish. She says you bake it at 375 for an hour or until the top is brown. Do you want dessert or do you want something else first? Yeah, let's have a dessert, please. An easy cobbler. You keep your oven to 350 and put a half a stick of margarine in your baking dish. Put it in the oven so that it will melt. And while that's melting, you're going to mix two thirds of a cup of sugar with whatever fruit you want to put in it. And you can use like a quart of blueberries or even strawberries or a quart of peaches. And when fresh peaches are in, that's good. But if you don't have fresh ones, you can open a can of peaches and drain the juice and then put the sugar with those. Anyway, when you get your fruit with the sugar, you set that aside for a minute. In another dish, you're going to mix two-thirds of a cup of sugar with one and three-quarters cup of Bisquick mix. And you add one cup of milk to that and stir that together and add a teaspoon of vanilla. And that'll be a little lumpy at first, so you kind of stir it until the lumps appear. And you're going to pour that mixture over the margarine. Okay, by then your margarine's melted. So bring it out of the oven. Pour your Bisquick mixture in the margarine. Don't stir it up. Just pour it over there. And then you're going to put your fruit on top of that. And again, don't mix it. You just layer, you know, put your fruit on top of it. And you bake it at 350 for about 45 minutes. It'll come out golden brown, and the cobbler bakes up around the fruit. So you'll see a little bit of the fruit, but mostly you'll get the cobbler effect on top. And that was actually a recipe from Rick's grandmother. And then Bill Roberts sent one for a 14-carat cake. Golly. And this is a, sounds like another good one. I've not tried this one, but we're going to have it soon. Okay. It takes two cups of flour that's been sifted, two teaspoons of baking powder, a teaspoon and a half of baking soda, teaspoon and a half of salt, two teaspoons of cinnamon, of course ground, and you sift all those things together and set it aside. And then you have two cups of sugar, one and a half cups of vegetable oil, 
and four large eggs. You're going to beat the oil, eggs, and sugar together and then add two cups of finely grated carrots. You're going to add to that mixture a can of crushed pineapple that's been drained. And it says eight or ten ounces, so that's the smaller can of pineapple. You add a cup of flaked coconut, a cup of chopped walnut, and if you like raisins, you can add a half a cup of raisins, but they're optional. If you don't like them, don't put them in. When you mix all that together, you're going to bake it at 350 for 35 to 40 minutes. And while that's baking, you can make a cream cheese frosting for it, which is a half a cup of butter, eight ounces of cream cheese that's softened a little bit, and a teaspoon and a half of vanilla. You're going to cream those together and add one pound of powdered sugar. And for the, with that, you can you can either do that cake in round pans or even in a 9 by 13. If you do it in round, you want to put some of the frosting between the layers, of course. Otherwise, across the top and then and it makes, they say it's really, really good. And when they say it's a 14 carat cake, they spell it C-A-R-A-T. So I guess it's that rich that you think you're eating gold. Thank you. Those, those recipes sound wonderful. A question real quick. Deb, Lewis, this is Amanda. Can we get those recipes posted to our email list, please? We will. We'll get them and post them up. Next Generation, um, you all had a uh, poll that you did? Uh, this is Natalie, and I'm I'm a supporting member of Next Generation. I kind of want to be a little bit interactive for this one because Next Generation did a poll, Um and they picked the five top Christmas songs that their group liked. Um, so I'm going to read a line from each of these Christmas songs. Let's see how many of these songs you guys can actually guess. So the first one is going to be, uh, What a Bright Time, It's the Right Time to Rock the Night Away. Jingle Bell. Jingle Bell Rock. Mm -hmm. The second song is going to be uh, Somebody Done Been to Walmart. Man, these are just the gifts I got for Christmas. Natalie, that would be Redneck 12 Days of Christmas. Correct. But they'll fight for they Yes, I do. <laughs> I have traveled many moonless nights, cold and weary, with a babe in breath of heaven. Correct. Come and see what God has done. The story of amazing love. I don't know. It's this. It? Okay. it is Noel by Lauren Daigle. If the uh, readers are ready, uh, we can oh. get started on a Christmas carol presented by uh, Terry Turlaw. And Kathy Sinier, Fred Otto, and Carla Rushable. And yes, your Tri State Library Users Group is sponsoring this mini play here. This is a short song. 
segment from A Christmas Carol, and we hope you all enjoy it. Scene one, Scrooge in the beginning. Scrooge and Marley's, I believe. Have I the pleasure of addressing Mr. Scrooge or Mr. Marley? Mr. Marley has been dead these seven years. He died seven years ago this very night. We have no doubt his liberality is well represented by his surviving partner. Here are my credentials. At the ominous word liberality, Scrooge frowns, shakes his head, and hands the credentials back. At this festive season of the year, Mr. Scrooge, it is more than usually desirable that we should make some slight provision for the poor and destitute who suffer greatly at the present time. Many thousands are in want of common necessities. Hundreds of thousands are in want of common comfort, sir. Are there no prisons? Plenty of prisons. And the union workhouses, are they still in operation? They are. Still. I wish I could say they were not. The treadmill and the poor law are in full vigor then. Oh, both very busy, sir. Oh, I was afraid from what you said at first that something had occurred to stop them in their useful course. I'm very glad to hear it. Under the impression that they scarcely furnish Christian cheer of mind or body to the multitude, a few of us are endeavoring at a fund to buy the poor some meat and drink and means of warmth. We choose this time because it is a time of all others when want is keenly felt and abundance rejoices. What shall I put you down for? You wish to be anonymous? I wish to be left alone. Since you ask me what I wish, gentlemen, that is my answer. I don't make merry myself at Christmas, and I can't afford to make idle people merry. I hope to support the establishments I have mentioned. They cost enough, and those who are badly off must go there. <laughs> many can't go there, and many would rather die. If they would rather die, they had better do it and decrease the surplus population. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Seeing clearly that it would be useless to pursue their point, the gentleman withdraws. Scrooge resumes his labors with an improved opinion of himself. At length, the hour of shutting up the counting house arrives. With an ill will, Scrooge dismounts from his stool and tacitly admits the fact to Bob Cratchit, the clerk. Bob instantly snuffs his candle out and puts on his hat. You want all day tomorrow, I suppose. It is quite convenient, sir. It's not convenient, and it's not fair. If I was to stop half a crown for it, you'd think yourself ill-used, I'll be bound. And yet... You don't think me ill-used when I pay a day's wages for no work. Oh, but it's only once a year, sir. A poor excuse for picking a man's pocket every 25th of December. 
but I suppose you must have the whole day. Be here all the earlier next morning. Oh, I will. Scrooge walks out with a growl. Scene two. It is now the next day, Christmas, and Scrooge has had what we will call a very restless night, visited as he was by the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and to come. Scrooge has not walked far when coming on towards him he beholds the portly gentleman who had walked into his counting house the day before and said, Scrooge and Marley's, I believe. It sends a pang across his heart to think how this old gentleman would look upon him when they meet. But he knows what path lies straight before him, and he takes it. He quickens his pace and takes the old gentleman by both his hands. My dear sir, how do you do? I hope you succeeded yesterday. It was very kind of you. A Merry Christmas to you, sir. Mr. Scrooge? Yes, that is my name, and I fear it may not be pleasant to you. Allow me to ask your pardon, and will you have the goodness? Scrooge whispers in the gentleman's ear. (laughs) My dear Mrs. Scrooge, are you serious? If you please, not a farthing less. A great many back payments are included in it, I assure you. Will you will you do me that favor? Oh, my dear sir, I don't know what to say to such Don't say anything, no. please. Nothing. Come and see me. Will you? Will you come and see me? I will. And it is clear he means to do it. Thank you. I am much obliged to you. I thank you 50 times. Bless you. Scrooge goes to church, (laughs) walks about the street, and watches people hurrying to and fro, and pats children on the head, and questions beggars, and looks down into the kitchens of houses, and up to the windows, and finds that everything can yield him pleasure. He had never dreamed that any walk, that anything, could give him so much happiness. B3. The next day, the day after Christmas, Scrooge is early at the office next morning. Oh, he is early there. If he can only be there first to catch Bob Cratchit coming late. That is the thing he has set his heart upon, and he does it. Yes, he does. The clock strikes nine. No Bob. A quarter past. No Bob. Bob is full 18 minutes and a half behind the time. Scrooge sits with his door wide open that he may see Bob come into the office. Bob's head is off before he opens the door. His comforter, too. He is on a stool in a jiffy, driving away with his pen, as if he is trying to overtake nine o'clock. Hello? What do you mean by coming here at this time of day? I am very sorry, sir. I am behind my time. You are? Yes, I think you are. Step this way, sir, if you please. It's only once a year, sir. It shall not be repeated. I was making rather merry yesterday, sir. Yeah, I'll tell you what, my friend. I'm not going to stand this sort of thing any longer. And therefore, and therefore... I am about to 
raise your salary. Bob trembles and gets a little nearer to the ruler. He has a momentary idea of knocking Scrooge down with it, holding him and calling to the people in the court for help and a straitjacket. A merry Christmas, Bob. A merrier Christmas, Bob, my good fellow, than I have given you for many a year. I'll raise your salary and endeavor to assist your struggling family. And we will discuss your affairs this very afternoon over a Christmas bowl of smoking bishop, Bob. Make up the fires and buy another coal scuttle before you dot another eye. And Scrooge was better than his word. He did it all and infinitely more. And to Tiny Tim, who did not die, he was a second father. He became as good a friend, as good a master, and as good a man as the good old city knew, or any other good old city, town, or borough in the good old world. Some people laughed to see the alteration in him, but he let them laugh, and little heeded them, for he was wise enough to know that nothing ever happened on this globe for good, at which some people did not laugh their fill in the outset. His own heart laughed, and that was quite enough for him. How about we? Uh, how about we do uh, the Rudolph song? Hello, everyone, and Merry Christmas, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. As you know, this has really been a crazy year, and Santa Claus, just like the rest of us, has to take precautions. And this is how this is done. And it was Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, coughing and blowing and wheezing and sneezing. But do you recall the most virus-free reindeer? Of all, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very runny nose, and if you ever saw him, you would even say he blows. All of the other reindeer used to laugh and call him names that didn't bother Rudolph. For there were no reindeer games Then one foggy Christmas Eve Santa came to say Rudolph, with your nose so red Get some rest and go to bed Then how the reindeer loved him As he shouted out with glee Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer one day you'll be COVID free. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Yay. Do we have a game now? Yes. We have some Christmas trivia. I'm going to give y'all questions and y'all can just shout out answers. Which country did fruitcake start? Sweden? Denmark? Germany. Switzerland. Whoever said Germany, it is correct. Our next question is, visions of which sweet foodstuff danced in children's heads 
as they slip according to sugar plum. Okay. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. This is the last food question. What dish was served by Mrs. Cratchit in A Christmas Carol? Also mentioned in the song, We Wish You a Merry Christmas. Thank you, Pudding. Thank you, Pudding. Thank you, Pudding. Thank you, Pudding. 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 There. That was fun. There's your trivia. How about Jingle Bells? It's me, Debbie Green. Dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh over the fields we go.
microphones close enough to do that right now, and they don't particularly like it. They're kind of a shy bunch in there. They uh, make their toys and all that, and they don't they don't like to be disturbed too awful much, especially the closer it gets to Christmas. They have a lot of work, and even when I come in there, they say a few words, and it's back to work. So I understand we may have some children on the line with us. I hope we do. And if so, if anybody wants to ask Santa for something special for Christmas, we'll we'll do that. And uh, then maybe I can tell you some other things about all the activities going on here in the North Pole. Santa, I think we have a child on the line. Is there? I thought I heard somebody there. Who do we have there? I'm Bradley. Bradley, how are you? Bradley. Yeah. I said Bradley. Brentley. Sorry, I was looking Brentley. at my list and was looking at a Bradley. I'm sorry, it's Brentley. Baby. Oh, it's a baby. So what do you <laughs> want for Christmas, Brentley? Um, a real train. Oh. A train? A real train. A real train? <laughs> yeah. Now, where are you going to put a real train? Those things are pretty big. Do you have a backyard big enough for a real train? Yeah. You got a pretty big backyard. <laughs> yeah. How many cars do you want to have on that train? You know, you have uh, the engine, and then you have the different cars, and then the caboose. So how many cars do you want on that train? A lot. A lot. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. I'll see if I can bring you a real train. But if I can't bring you a real train with a small toy train, would that be just as good? Yeah. Well, if I can't bring you a real one, because, you know, those are kind of hard to find nowadays. There's not as many trains as there used to be. <laughs> but I will see. If I can't find a real one, I'll bring you a, maybe a toy one, maybe one of those really good electric ones or whatever, or a battery-powered one. And we'll see what we can do about that. How would that work? Yeah. You can put it underneath the Christmas tree and have it run around and around the tree. Yeah. Is Charlotte here? She's here, but she's a little distracted watching Toy Story right now. Oh, okay. Toy Story. She doesn't, she doesn't quite understand who Santa is yet. She's been a really good girl this year, Santa. She's done wonderful with her speech therapy and her OT. And she's an awesome big sister. Well, that sounds great. What is she wanting for Christmas? She's asked for a life-size Elsa doll from Frozen, and she's asked for um, a Woody, a talking Woody doll from Toy Story, and she's asked for, oddly enough, she's asked for some pairs of black pants. <laughs> well, that's all right. Practical gifts are good. Yes, and then my littlest, and then my littlest one, Meredith, she'll be happy with baby juice and formula right now. That's always good. That's all the little ones need. They just need the essentials. And if you have the parents in mind, Santa, I'll take an Apple Watch Series Six, please. I'll tell you, we've been making a lot of those. <laughs> we can do it, I think. Sweet off, okay. Rudolph is fine as always. He is ready to lead this team of reindeers, and we are ready to go. It's we're just waiting on the day. Santa, we do have a um, a person from Illinois, so okay. you can let Madison talk. Madison. Hi, Madison. How are you? Good. What do you want for Christmas? A short Mario Kart and Care Bears. 
Care Bears. Boy, you know, Santa used to bring a lot of Care Bears back in the 80s, and now Santa's bringing them back again. Shorts and Mario Kart. All right, Mario. Boy, he's making a big comeback, too. Well, I can do that for you. That's no problem. Are you going to leave out some cookies and stuff for Santa Claus? Yeah, and some carrots for the reindeers. That's awesome. That's what we like. Now, you know Santa will even eat a few of those carrots, too, sometimes. I, You know, I can't get too big. <laughs> sometimes I have to switch it up a little bit, you know. You like carrots, too, don't you? So, yeah, so Santa will be looking forward to visiting you at your house. Mario, I'm writing all this stuff down right now to make sure that I have it on my list. And I've got, I've got it. I've got it under your name, so we'll see what we can do for you, okay? Okay. All right. Thank you. Yes, indeed. Gosh. What's your favorite cookie, Santa? Favorite cookie? Wow, that's a tough one. I don't know if I've ever been asked that question. What's my favorite cookie? Hmm. Probably just depends on the day. So many cookies to choose from, and after you eat so many of them, they kind of all start tasting the same. Let's see here. Uh, so my favorite cookie. I don't know. I guess I'd have to be the old. I like stuff with mint in it, though. You know, it kind of keeps me cool, you know. Kind of okay. reminds me of being in the North Pole. So I guess uh, chip, anything with mint. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. You all behave, and I'll see you Christmas Eve. Well, that was a great visit with Santa now, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah that oh, was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kathy and Tom next. Yes. Now we're going to do a song called What Child Is This? And Tom is going to play guitar for me while I sing it. Yeah. 
If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind, or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. 
Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prince. Have a great week, everybody.